Hey guys, this is the Dogcast. This is episode number 367. I just wanted to run this little pre-show reel. Um, I just want to tell you about this show. I mean, honestly, it, this show's not that great. Um, I mean, we don't we don't talk about a lot about the game. We don't talk a lot about what happened or what we saw. We don't break down deficiencies or reasons why we lost or anything like that. We don't mention, for instance, about what a big deal the David Andrews injury was and about how he really did fight hard to try to keep playing because it was clear to him and everybody on the team that uh, Long Hunter Long wasn't ready to go. Um, big difference between thinking you're ready to go and actually being ready to go, you know? Um, the breakdown on offensive line... Uh, Things like Jeb Blazevich's downfield blocking, uh, the fact that Chubb only had four carries after Florida took the lead, um, you know, the fumbles and the ball handling and just the general lack of confidence and leadership on both sides of the ball. We don't really talk about any of that. What we talk about is how it feels to be two guys that spend a ton of money on this university every year and we bleed red and black every day 365 days a year and we move into quote-unquote the top of the national championship rankings odds makers or whatever you want to call it and then 48 hours later we go from being a two touchdown favorite to a two touchdown loser to our most bitter rival who is coached by a clown of a man that we make fun of constantly and then he hands us our ass um that is really really not fun so this whole show is really just us commiserating about that there's not a whole lot of value in this show if you're looking for white meat and x's nose and breakdown and all that kind of stuff just wait for the kentucky pregame uh, if you want to listen to the callers that I play after the show, uh, they're really great, and they say a lot of really good things. But I'm just disgusted. I'm super, super disgusted. I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of wetting the bed and then having to go, oh, how did this happen? I mean, I just don't know why we can't, you know, why we can't finish the drill. For a guy that's so famous, that's his thing. And he has never yet once finished the drill. And that's a real disappointment. So, here's the Dogcast, episode number 367. Dog fans, it's the Dog Cast. It's episode number 367, 
And Old Dog promises that this is going to be the last show that we do old school recording on. Uh, and Old Dog, we lost to Florida. We lost bad. We were a two-touchdown favorite, and we lost by two touchdowns. But it could have been a damn hundred touchdowns down, you know? It, yeah. it was the worst defensive performance I have ever seen by a Georgia Bulldog football team. Ever. It was ever. It was absolutely embarrassing. But I did take a little something positive away from it that maybe will strike something in our coaching staff, because apparently they're still going to be around, is if you run the ball, run it consistently, you will win. Florida threw the ball six times. And why they threw it six times, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they just, you know, maybe they just had to, to loosen up the arm uh, of the quarterback or, you know, they just didn't want him to constantly hand off and do something else because they just ate our lunch on the line of scrimmage. And, again, for all the years we've been doing this, what have we said? The game is won at the line of scrimmage, both offensively and defensively. And, in turn, that's where it's lost. And it was an absolute pathetic performance. I got to tell you, I'm so – I'm just – I am so depressed, so – so despondent. Well, you know, the thing is, though, Derek, it's it's year after year, it's no different. You know, know. our hopes get our hopes get built up. We go on a little bit of a run, and then for some reason, we we fall apart. Uh, you know, and I know, you know, no one wants to blame it on on our wonderful coaching staff, but the deal is. You know, we're, we're an eight and four team. We're nine and three consistently. And as we have said so often, for some reason that I can't understand, we do the least with as much talent as we have. I know. If in fact, if in fact we, I mean, I, I just don't know how a team is not ready to play one of their biggest rivals. Yeah, how the biggest. How can you go in How, how can you be flat? How can you be – To play, if you're a Georgia Bulldog, how can you be flat and not take the Georgia-Florida game seriously? And after they faked a field goal, which, you know, again, there we go, special teams letting us down, coached by committee, great format. Um you know, it, it's like we just gave up. We said, that's it. Y'all scored a touchdown. Y'all tied us. We quit. And we have said so often on this show, and, again, you, that, you know, the players are out there trying as hard as they can. I, I don't think that was the case in this game. Because no. if that's as hard as they can play, then we just need to start from scratch. Before the SEC starts a thing where – we got to guarantee four-year scholarships. Just jerk everyone's. Maybe keep Nick Chubbs around, um, and, and just make make them earn it. I mean, 
that was absolutely pathetic. And it wasn't that they did some kind of exotic run play or something. They they ran the same play over and over and over again. They had two running backs, two that went over 190 yards. I tell you what, I mean, I came home and watched the replay. You know, there were several times in the second half where Gary Danielson and Vern Lundquist were were pre-calling the play. Oh, this one's going between the tackles. This one's going around the left edge, you know. Everybody well, in the stadium, I tell you, this is the thing I'm most despondent. This is the thing I'm most disappointed in, old dog. You know, I mean, I'm disappointed in the staff. I'm disappointed that we lost. I'm disappointed that we were a two-touchdown favorite and we lost by two touchdowns. I'm disappointed that Nick Chubb only had four carries after the point. After the point where Florida took the lead, Nick Chubb had four carries. But, you know, here's the thing, old dog. We got punched in the face, and we didn't do anything about it. We didn't do anything about it, man. We didn't care, and I tell you what, I, I, you know, he's a friend of the show, and I, I like Christian Robinson, and he's a graduate assistant, you know, and then he comes home and he's posting pictures, and hell, he's just a happy little boy, just damn, you know, just doing what he does, drinking beer in Athens, and I know he listens to the show, and I want him to come on the show. I want somebody. I know Pruitt stepped up and kind of faced the music, went to his only press conference and everything. I. I'm telling you what, man. Is there no is there no pride? Is there no embarrassment? We just line up and back up and line up and back up. 50, 50 plays in a row. And nobody gets pissed off. Nobody does anything. Nobody shows any passion, any pride. Like you said earlier today, that would never happen. That would never happen to an Irk Russell defense. No. Somebody would die. I mean, literally die before that happened to an Irk Russell defense. No, it, you're, you're right. It never would happen. And, and again, that, that, that whole culture comes from the top. And you and I differ on this, but it's, I mean, you know, if, if you're a Georgia fan and you're happy with being mediocre, then Mark Rick's your coach. And, you know, you can be mediocre until he decides to retire. But I'm, I'm not of that elk. And I'm, I mean, the, the two schools in Mississippi are better than we are. We're something I mean, like 8 just, and 20. We're 8 and I 20 mean, versus top 25 teams. Well, you know, it's like somebody said, next time Georgia wins a big game, shoot up a flare. And I don't see a whole lot of flares. I mean, we are, uh, again, we're we're a a non-factor, and we've been a non-factor. I mean, our our latest claim to fame is two years ago, we barely lost to Alabama. Right. I mean, that's. If that's, to, if that's what you cling to as your greatest moment in recent history, that's pretty poor. 
and it's it's time for a culture change. It's it, I mean our team doesn't want to play. Could you? I mean, and and look the at way, the, look at the clock management. I mean, Florida. I didn't see a Florida player ever go backwards. If you watch some of those other games that went on, you watch the Auburn Ole Miss game. You watch the Arkansas Mississippi State game. There were times when running backs got hit, and not only did they go down, they went backwards when they got hit. I mean, Florida would hit our players, and it would, and, and they'd go for another three, four, five, or six yards before we finally got enough weight on them that they just collapsed from the sheer weight on them. I mean, I just don't understand why and how we can be so horrible. From one game. week to the next. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it was, I am just, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. And don't, you know, and, and we don't need to, I mean, if I were Mark Rick and I got out coached by Will Muschamp, I would have just, I would have just fallen on the sword at, at midfield after the game because there is no, I mean, it, it, that's shameful. What happened in Jacksonville was shameful. Yeah, it's it's worse. It's much worse. That that Jacksonville game this past weekend was much worse than than stuff we've seen before. It was much much worse than that South Carolina game earlier this year, or the Clemson game from last year, or the, the Nebraska bowl games. This thing that we saw this past weekend was an alarming it, it was just alarmingly bad I, I can't even hardly talk about it there's no passion yeah. there was no passion yeah. on that defense there's no leadership on that sideline Hudson Mason man yeah, I'm telling either, you what for a fifth year senior he is a damn invisible ghost on the sideline well and and again as you know we said then and then they sucked me in with against Missouri and Arkansas, uh, you know, he is what we thought he was. And, uh, you know, he's just a taller, bearded version of Joe Cox. Yeah, I mean, I'm, either you, I'm Florida, not even sure he's as good as Joe Cox, though. He doesn't either, make either as many has, decisions. Well, he, he doesn't, and, and he doesn't make a decision at all. I mean, either Florida has some of the best DBs in the country and just covered up our outstanding group of wide receivers, or well, he's, he's scared just scared to throw, to throw the ball. He's scared to throw it. This whole letter oh. rip stuff, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that's just like they if we keep saying letter rip, maybe he'll do it, you know, but he's clearly not doing it. He's no. just he's just sad. It's just sad. Well, and, and and the problem is we we seem every year we seem to have some kind of built in excuse. Yeah, you know, and we it, we wet the bed when it counts. We're gonna yeah, wet absolutely. the bed when it counts. That's just all. And, and next year, and next year, you, you're gonna hear, you know, well, you know, we got a first year quarterback in Bryce Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, there's always gonna be some reason coming out of the mouths of our coaching staff as to why we're not gonna perform at a peak level. And, and I mean, think like this week, whole, it, this week it's clock management. Next week it's a fake field goal. Hell, it, it might be clock management and a fake field goal all at the same time. Who knows, right? Yeah. 
And I mean, and in the face of adversity, we just fold up like like toilet paper. I tell you what, you can sum up the whole game, the whole attitude. You know, you look at the clock management at the end of the first half. The end of the first half, we've been punched in the face by this fake field goal. They then they drive it down the field, eleven plays, seventy-five yards, and punch it in the box and take a fourteen to seven lead. And Mark Rick's Mark Rick's plan is let's run out the clock. Let's run, you know that what was with that penalty? I mean, what was with that timeout? The play they whistle the play dead at one thirty-six, and then. The clock runs for another 20 seconds, and at 106, he's or 1 109 or whatever, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I, 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 I guess I'll call a timeout now." What's the point of calling a timeout after 25 seconds of play clock have run out? He and then and then you sit on the ball. Then you just snap it and run out the clock. And, like, we just don't care about time. We don't need to score. We don't care about scoring. Let's just get to the half only losing by seven. And then you compare that to the end of the game where he runs out to the freaking huddle. He's out there between the hash marks getting down in the pile to call a timeout. I'm like, oh, oh, so now, now you give a shit about the clock. Now? You're going to worry about the clock. Man, that damn that damn horse done left the barn, Mark. That horse well, had left the barn in the first half. When you told yeah. our whole team that you don't give a damn about running plays or, eh, hell, let's just, let's just victory formation at the end of the second quarter, down by seven. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm so disgusted. It, 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 there really wasn't anybody into it. Players and and I it, it and it goes you know it, it's a whole culture. I'm just and and I'm right now and, and right now we've got a culture of not being of, of losing in big games and not that this Florida game should have been a big game. I mean if we had won, you know it wouldn't have been that big a deal because it we wasn't a big game to, to us, but it was a big game to Florida. I got Florida but, game to play. But but every I mean what what they need to grasp is every game is big, and as bad as we played against South Carolina, we still as a team had a chance to represent the University of Georgia in the SEC championship game, and you know I mean maybe we still will who knows because there's no one in the East is that good. I mean, you know, Missouri right now is in the lead, but, you know, they could fold up again pretty quick. South Carolina's done. You know, Al Florida can go on a run and be the be the, be the East champ. You know, wouldn't that be a kick in the pants? Well, either one of those teams. I mean, the thought the thought of Florida or Missouri, the team we beat 34 to nothing, winning the East, I mean, that just sums it up right there, brother. That just yeah. sums it up. Well, and I here's mean, the thing. The thing that bugs me now is, you know, now this week I just got off the phone. I did a did a bit on a Kentucky radio show that I'll have for you guys later in the week, and you know, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure this weekend, oh hell yeah, we're we're gonna. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna be full of piss and vinegar, boy. We're gonna play hard now. Now that there's nothing to play for, 
now that we are off the playoff, we're out of the national championship, we've, we've, you know, seemingly half of our season goals have been eliminated. Oh, well, now, now we're going to play with passion. Now it counts. Now we're, we're mean it. Now we're awake, you know? And I'm just, I'm sick and tired of that. I'm sick and tired yeah. of shitting the bed and then getting fired up to finish strong. Who gives a shit now, man? Who cares? Right. Well, you're, you're finally coming around to my thinking. And, you know, I mean, something's got to change. And, you know, I mean, I've, well, I've never been. It ain't, it ain't so happening. I mean, it just ain't well, happening. It, it, I mean, like the thing I did on the – I told him on the Kentucky show. I mean, no, it just ain't going to happen. Mark Rick's going to be our coach next year, and he's going to be our coach the year after that. That's just yeah, the real world. Because because there are too many fans that are happy being mediocre. Well, it's not – that's and, not and that's the what, only reason. That's not that's the only we reason, are. but that's where we are. I mean, what other reason is there? McGarity loves him. I mean, yeah. I don't. I think. I think he's 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 earned whether you agree with it or not. And I'm not well, saying what, I agree what, with what it. Has, what has he earned? I, I'm just what telling you. I'm just telling you. He's looked at as a successful coach. He is widely seen as a successful coach. I'm not telling you. I agree with that. I'm just telling you. That's the perception. Success by whose standard? I'll tell he you. He could win he's four not a, games he's not a, next year. He's not a he's not a successful coach by Nick Saban's standard. Let me tell you something. We could go four and eight in 2015, and he wouldn't lose his job. And I I agree, and and that's and that's where the problem lies. That's just because that right now he because there's too many bulletproof at the Buttsmere right. building. He's bulletproof and, at the Buttsmere building. And if you consider being eight and four, nine and three, and occasionally ten and two, being a successful coach, then that's fine. I want to win championships. I would rather have Gene Chizik as a coach. I want someone that can bring me a national championship, and then in the next year, if they want to lose all of them, that's okay because <laughs> I still, I still got, I still got the natty in the trophy case, and those players still have a ring. And it needs to be an all-or-nothing mentality. I mean, it's like it's like NASCAR back a couple years ago when, you know, everybody was real cool about finishing eighth or ninth in every race because you got the points. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, nine and three and going to the Capital One Bowl, that ain't jacked. It really ain't. That's what I was just telling these guys from the from the Kentucky show. I was like, you know, if we went out and it, we're ten and two, and we go to the freaking Outback Bowl, I mean, who cares? Who freaking cares? Well, I mean, if you're not if you're not a team in that four in that fourteen playoff, then you have not had a successful season. You have not. That is the fact. I mean, that, that's and the way that I feel. And I know, I know there are a lot of people. Table. I know there are a ton of people that will argue with that because and, – and I'm not saying that you don't need to go to the games and you don't need to cheer and you don't need to have fun because there is nothing like Georgia football. 
it is the pinnacle. But I'm telling you this, it's it's getting old not winning championships. <laughs> I mean, we're clinging, we're clinging to, to how good we played in 1980. Hmm. I'm just and and just to just to just to bring me back to life, I came home and watched the recordings that I've got of the SEC Rewind of the 1980 Florida game and the 1980 South Carolina game. And and our guys don't need to practice. They just need to be sat down in a film room and watch these non-high-def ball games. When you saw players that played with passion, that wanted to win and laid it all on the line, and I don't think there's one player on our team that can say he laid it all on the line in that Florida game. They should be embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. And I tell you what, that group that was down in Jacksonville doesn't deserve to wear the G. They don't deserve to even damn ride fly home on the plane. No, I would have made them walk. That was disgusting. It was just disgusting. I mean, I, I don't know another word. I don't even know another way to describe it. I was just I was I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. It I'm embarrassed was, for myself. I'm embarrassed for them. That was, it was horrible. A, it was an ass whipping for the ages. It was, brother. It sure was. It rivaled anything that damn Spurrier did. Hell, that rivaled the damn fifty six points in the Olympic years in Sanford Stadium, dude. I didn't feel yeah. I didn't feel much damn worse watching Spurrier hang fifty on us in Sanford Stadium. I swear I didn't. Because of just the brutal physical nature of what they did to us this weekend. The edge well, support, where in the hell was Jordan Jenkins and Leonard Floyd on the edge? How many times did that son of a bitch run up to the the back of the center? and then bounce it to the left and run. And I'm telling you, between the tackles and the wideouts, there was nothing but grass. Nothing. Where is the edge, man? Where is the containment? Man, I teach my damn little league players. Containment. Turn him in. That defensive end has got to turn that running back back towards the middle. Where are you, son? Where are you? What are we doing? And they did it for 50 plays, old dog. 50 running plays. Holy shit, that was embarrassing. I still can't even get my head around it. if If the shoe had been on the other foot, Oh, and we had gone with that kind of game plan, I would have been ecstatic. Oh, God. I, I mean, that, I I mean Florida, Florida put the old ball game plan together. That's <laughs> oh, what you God. do. You, just, you run the ball, you run the ball, and you demoralize the other team till they quit. And and unfortunately, we, we quit pretty quick. Yeah, we quit so quick. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about being demoralized. Yeah, yeah buddy, I'm I'm there. Um, so anyway, that's all I got to say about this game. Old dog, we got a great call 
from Isaiah Crowell's dad. I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but we've got some awesome calls. I'm going to play. Isaiah Crowell's dad is awesome this week. I'm going to lead with that, but I'm telling you, the second and third and fourth calls, they're fantastic, too. All the calls are great this week. I don't even have time to play every single one of them, but I'm going to play a half a dozen or ten of them or whatever. And You guys just listen to them because they pretty much sum up how I feel. Um, guys, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm disgusted. I mean, I am so embarrassed and so disgusted with what I saw on Saturday. And I'm sure that we're going to be fired up for Kentucky. You know, who we're gonna, who cares? We're we're going to finish strong. But man, you we know, went and, from and we went from moving to the top of the odds maker board for the inside line on the national championship. We were literally the odds on favorite to win the national championship on Friday night and we were in flames on Saturday night. Well, we're, and I mean, I listen to a lot of sports talk at, at work, you know, just kind of some background stuff. And, and basically, and, and not that it matters because, you know, those guys, they're, you know, the quote experts, they're as expert as me and you. Sure. I mean, they're just, they're just some guy with an opinion that happened to know the right people. Uh, you know, their opinion's no better than anybody else's, but, and their opinion's the same. I mean, we're as as a program, and this just kind of magnified it. But we're a joke. I mean, we always get to the point where we tease. We're you know Georgia, man. It looks like they turned the corner. Looks like they finally got it, and then bam. With the bam. you know, I don't know if I don't know if it's because we read our press clippings and think we're a whole lot better than we are. And, again, is it how, how does a coaching staff let a team go into your biggest rivalry game flat? I just it, – it's beyond me. And and I've often said, and we said on the show, you know, I think fans like myself and you are probably a whole lot more passionate about the program and the game and – and Georgia football than the players are because, you know, they go through it. It's a stepping stone for a lot of them, you know, one way or the other. It's, it's life to be in you. Yeah. I just wish that those players played with 80% of the passion that the people sitting in the stands have for Georgia football that don't have the athletic ability to be on that field. I mean, it's one thing to be an athletic phenom, like those guys are, to make it to that level. But to just not care and not give a damn about what goes on, that's tragic, and that's coaching. Man, I'm telling you what, I just I have nothing to say. There is indefensible. It's it's indefensible, it's inexcusable, um, and there's nothing else to say about it. That's that's it. I mean, that is that is literally and, the end of and it. A, and another, and, and as so many are, another season down the drain. There you go, dog fans. So we'll be back out with a Kentucky pregame show, and you know we'll probably beat Kentucky and. 
you know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows? And, you know, and, and who cares? Right, exactly. You know, I mean, at this point, you know, it's, you know, the program's, by, you know, it's nice to get together in Athens with your friends, have a couple drinks, and well, enjoy the But our weather. chances of doing something important, our chances of doing something important uh, in the football world this year uh, is, is those, chan- those chances are the are same or the same as last year and the year before and the year before that. Right. Nil. And they'll be the same as next year. Again, nil. Because we already have built in excuses. Gosh, we're young. We got a new defensive coordinator. Our defensive coordinator's only been there one year. Uh-huh. And, you know, he just kind of does a different style, and he really hadn't gotten his players in. So, you know, it's going to be a year or two before we really get right. And then in a year or two, you know, we got this new quarterback in. Uh, or, you know, ban the injury bugs. I mean, it's just one thing after another. I'm just tired of the excuses. I want to win a damn, as I said before, I've seen one national championship. It was a great feeling. I'd like to see another one before I die. I'd like my child to experience one national championship. I mean, think think if you're an Auburn or an Alabama fan. Think how many of those experiences you've gotten to have. Just, you know, since since we've had this illustrious head coach. I got I nothing to say. Under, I got nothing to say. I, I, just, I, I, hate I just to be, don't understand it, and, and I don't understand how anyone can be happy with the state of the program as it is. Yeah. And I am um, – I mean, I don't know, guys. Like we said before, with this show – we are real fans that sit in real seats in Sanford Stadium, and you know I'm just I'm and not happy. Pay our hard-earned dollars for those seats. Yeah, and I'm not happy. I'm disgusted, and I know that sometimes guys think we come off as too negative, and you, you know you can say that all you want. And if if you're looking for a show that's going to tell you about how we were this, that, and the other, and well, we only gave up 122 yards on defense in the first half. And it's not all the defense's fault because the offense, you know, and and that's true. You know, the offense didn't get any traction in the second in the second half. Um, Derek, they had two running backs. I know that went for over a hundred and ninety yards. I, I understand. I, I understand. I saw. I mean, at that yeah, point, my point the is, ball. there's no excuse for the way the defense played. No, there played. is. There is no excuse. You can't and say, well, the any. offense needed to output a little more. The offense needed more production. If the offense had more production, the defense wouldn't have given up 400 yards rushing. Come on, man. I think it was 498. By the way, it's the most rushing yards we've given up since 1978. Oh, which is gosh. the year that every ACC team we played beat us. That oh. year we lost to damn Wake Forest. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, that hurt. And, that hurt and anybody, and, and I will say this, I don't care what people say. You know, you can say, if there's anybody out there that wants to say we're too negative, you've got to – You've got to be able to say something positive. And if, if there's call in and tell if us. There's, if there is anybody that took something positive out of that game in Jacksonville, please call us or email us and let us know. 
because you are far, far wiser than I am. Three, six, three, zero, two, one, zero. I triple dog dare you. I triple dog dare you to call me and tell me why we're too negative. Tell us, tell us what we're missing. Tell us why, tell, improve my outlook, educate me and tell me what we're missing and why things are going to be better any minute now. It's, tell me we're not going to fall for another fake field goal or a well-timed onside kick or a fake punt or tell me our time well, management is going to get better. The good news is it looks like we're signing another top five recruiting class. Yeah, man. Tell me we're going to kick it out of the end zone every single time. Um, You know, I don't know. That's it, dog fans. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm going to try to put this behind me. We're going to be shinier and happier for Kentucky. Pre-game show coming out Wednesday night. Thanks for listening. It was a terrible weekend. It was a disgusting, awful, awful weekend. But, hey, yeah, dog fans for life. Go dog. Absolutely. Derek, well, dog, what in the hell? What in the hell is going on with the dogs? What in the hell is going on with Dogcast? I mean, the whole damn system. Now, I leave town town for a week, and the whole damn system just falls completely apart. I mean, we got to get on the stick. We got to get off the pot. We got to get focused. I mean, we got to get our ass in gear. Y'all have got to get y'all's ass in gear. There's been no Dogcast. I mean, you know, the only the only person, the only thing I can relate to Georgia that's making any progress or doing anything is my son Isaiah with the Cleveland Browns. Good God, y'all let him beat y'all. And y'all ought to be ashamed, ashamed of y'all selves. Get on the damn stick. No SEC championship, no national championship, no head coach change. Schedule was set up for it, perfect even after the mulligan at Columbia. Nothing more to play for. Got a bowl game in Florida, probably coming up against somebody from the Big Ten, maybe Northwestern. Bottom line, boys, they don't care. School doesn't care. Michael Adams doesn't care. Greg McGarry doesn't care. They don't care. For this to be allowed year after year after year, we are defining a whole new concept for something that was being called a Clemson. We have now defined what is called pulling a Georgia. Pulling a Georgia is playing unmotivated, playing uninspired, playing in slow motion, and getting bullied by a much lesser opponent. That is pulling a Georgia. And every year, it seems like we have one or two of these that wind up making its way into our schedule. The thing that sucks the most about this is that our schedule played out perfect for us to get an opportunity to go to the Georgia Dome and play for an SEC championship and possibly qualify for the college football playoffs. That is now not going to happen. Florida came out and played with nothing to lose. They ran the football 60 times last night and threw six passes. They probably ran the same four plays after the first quarter. 
We've been playing football at Georgia since 1892, and only two times have we given up that many yards on the ground. A test of our manhood, if you will. We have never had two backs ever go for 190 yards apiece against us. That happened. I don't want to hear anything about Hudson Mason lighting it up. Coach Rick even said after the game that they were in a two-minute defense when they went down 21-7. to They got off our receivers and allowed him to throw those little short passes. And their defensive line destroyed our hog mollies, if you will. John Theus probably should have gone with Rodney Garner to Auburn. He would at least have a ring and at least a chance, at least an opportunity to have played in a, in a national championship since uh, since Rodney Garner left us. Jeremy Pruitt said after the game, it's about getting off a block, about who you are and what you've got in you. For a guy with time at Alabama and Florida State and a national championship ring, I'm going to have to really start believing that this guy has nowhere close to serviceable people to play defense for him at Georgia. And all this comes back to Coach Mark Rick. How in the world is this? How in the world was this what you had? Yeah, this is uh, Kelly from Perry, Georgia. And I was just watching the game. And I can't help but think, you know, Todd Gurley, man. Thanks a lot. I hope that two or three grand was worth it. Hey, hey guys, I was hoping not to have to call in, but... I'm just in a bad place after what I witnessed on Saturday. Uh, just just uh, an abysmal effort. I mean, the fake field goal, you have to know, you know, Florida is just a wounded animal. You have to know they're coming with the kitchen sink. They come out on the first special teams play with different personnel than their base package. You know, you got a wide receiver holding the snap. I mean, come on, what? Rick says he's not surprised when they run a fake. Man, we're just asleep at the wheel. It happens way too much in this program. The defense, we can't even speak on it. The vaunted front seven getting blown off the ball. The back forward didn't want a part of any part of it. I mean, guy breaks into the secondary. You know, you just have to hope for the turf monster to make the tackle. It's, it's embarrassing that this film exists of a UGA defense, but sadly, sadly it does. And, you know, can't even well on the defense because that was just so bad but the thing that bothered me the most about watching, the thing that bothers me the most about watching this 2014 UGA Bulldogs team has got to be number 14. I mean I feel dirty inside just for believing at one point that we might actually be able to win something with him at quarterback. I mean when early in the season, especially after the South Carolina game, I told myself wow, you know he reminds me of Joe Cox. But finally, that's like an insult to Joe Cox. I mean, obviously we have the worst quarterback in the SEC. It's possible that we might have the worst quarterback in the Power Five conferences. I mean, would anybody would anybody else trade for Huston Mason? How is this possible at UGA? How is it possible? I mean, the guy... I, I, I can't be much more frustrated watching the quarterback. I mean, just scared. He's back there scared to throw the ball. That's all there is to it. So there's got to be a better solution. I think it's time, hopefully, you know, to get some other kids some reps so we don't end up in the situation next year. But for now, you know, I'm not giving up on the team. 
hopefully they can show some fight like like last year's team with all the injuries and adversity. But at least you know last year's team was in every pretty much every game except for the Missouri game. But you know, hopefully they can circle the wagons and you know something good can happen. But you know, if we couldn't stop Trayon Harris, I'm really scared about what uh, <laughs> Mr. Nick Marshall is going to do. So you know, we'll see what happens. But you know. Hopefully, you know, we'll find a way to sneak it sneak into Atlanta. So, got to keep believing. Go Dawgs. Hey, Dawgcast. I just wanted to bring something out. Uh, I'm a Christian. I believe uh, Jesus is going to come back and save the world. Uh, but, look, I don't believe our coach uh, needs to be uh, coaching Division 1A with that purpose, okay? I mean, we need, you know, he can, he can bring so many people to God, uh, in Division 2A as he can with Division 1A, okay? So what I'm saying is, you know, Coach Rick is a wonderful person. Oh Lord, I mean, I, I mean, can't nobody ever question his fortitude and his will to do the right thing. Hey, I want to win a national championship, okay? So, let's just let Coach Rick just go. Just just like, well, just like kick him out and then let him win all those people to the Lord and, you know, whatever he's doing, like in another division or even in another conference. I mean, he would still have his mission trip and I'm all for that. But I'm telling you, uh, you, you just can't play that way uh, and do all these wonderful, by-the-book, biblical, whatever things in the SEC and win. So, um, you know, let's just get rid of it. And then, hell, let him, let him do his missionary at Georgia Southern. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, he could still approach... And, and, and have just as many players uh, on his, you know, whatever, his, his, his team that he could touch. He could change lives. And, hell, they'd all go to heaven afterwards. So uh, I want a new coach. I don't want Rick. 